Hey everyone, welcome to our first podcast, Painkillers. So excited to finally start this with you guys. And of course, I have my co-host to meet you, Luani. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Be here. The wonderful, what dead, beautiful. What are we talking about? Do you want to tell them? Why are you quiet? Dam, 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 dam. Huh? I'm actually not quiet. I'm actually speaking. So I'm saying that today we'll be talking about everything spicy. The spiciest of the spiciest thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. About. So today we'll be talking about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you do like uh, the normal thing. Something everybody knows about already. Something we all talk about. In fact, one of the most used words. But yeah, we'll be talking about sex. So the basic things, you know, that you already know. So, how do we do this? Mm. Okay, let's just go straight to um, to points. So, what is sex? What's sex? So I'll be asking to Luani before I actually say um, my own part of um, definition. So what 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 do you think? What is sex? You know, that's the basic word for you. What is sex? Okay, so if I'm going to be if I'm going to joke around, I feel like sex is when a man and a woman jam themselves and then. You know, according to like the dictionary, I think. Um, it's, it defines sex um a human sexual activity well yes. sex is not basically something that has to do with humans because even animals have sex so but it's mm-hmm. a sexual activity between humans naturally or in the sense that we're discussing between humans um where they have to express and explore their sexuality so it's basically a sexual activity between a human to build intimacy for procreation and for pleasure, basically. Yeah, that's that's actually the basic. I will just add to, actually, you said it all. I'm I'm just going to add to it that sex is, um, it's it's an agent, or should I say it's like a powerful bonding that affects and shapes a relationship between a man and a woman. So sex, sex can simply... Um, bring a man and a woman together or it could actually break them so it's as powerful as that so that's that's it so over to you you know when you said agent i thought you were going to be like agent of darkness you know <laughs> when, when we were thinking about topic, we, we basically wanted to just as much as we are trying to go overboard we are still going back yeah. like home to what how it relates to us we're christians basically so this is target a christian podcast whatever you like but we're still going to be bringing god into it so basically it's like so god and sex and i was just thinking that you know god and sex in the same sentence for some people it's like oh this is an abomination 
Eh, how would you mm-hmm. be thinking of that yeah, we're talking guys so unholy, sexist for you know the mm-hmm. children of the world? Children of God, we don't call it sex. We call it what? What do they call it in the Christian dom, my sister? Uh, um, I don't know, mommy and daddy. <laughs> Mommy and daddy take you for um you that, oh, I don't even know. They just don't know. It, it's just really funny. Yeah. We shy away from the fact that sex is what it is. You just That's... make it we over spiritualize it, make it look like sex in itself is unholy. So yeah, it, it unholy. So it, it just leads us to our second question. Is God against sex? Is sex unholy? Is sex a sin? You know, because we make it look like, oh, when you say the word sex, you are a non-believer. You are not a Christian. You are... We try to shy away from that word, and I really don't get why. If God created something, why should we? Some people would even say, did God mention sex in the Bible? I'll try mm. this. But what's the definition of what God called it? Let's bring it home. So it's God against sex. Is sex and God are they fighting each other? <laughs> Let obviously, me use that word. Obviously, God is not against sex because God created sex. So basically, He designed it, and you know, also He placed boundaries around it. You know, I think God already knew that people would actually, you know, misuse um, this that He has given because sex is actually a gift given to us by God. So because he knows that it can be misused, he, he placed a boundary around it. So God is not against sex. So mm-hmm. he, he actually get, yeah, created sex for our benefit. And sex can actually be used in a wrong manner or, you know, the other way. And in a wrong or right manner. So God is not God is not a taker of joy. Mm. He's not against sex. I hope you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> So he's only trying to protect you and you know make you focus on him if you when he brings you know bringing boundaries around sex it's just for him to protect us and then you know make us focus more on him enjoying our relationship with him do you understand this is the, the, the creator so we shouldn't focus more on the on what the creator created and neglecting who created it? Do you understand? So basically, God is against sex. He's not. Why would God be against sex for crying out loud? Ah, I don't even know what. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's just the, the ideologies of our parents, basically, and how maybe some of them grew up and the you know the environment they grew up in. So it's 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 evolving because the as we're growing people are they are learning that this thing is not wrong this thing god is not against it you know god actually created it i feel like the 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 more we are evolving the the more we're growing the more our understanding is still being enlightened but i feel mm. like some people are still they're still living in that archaic mentality they are just very astute and they're like this is just the way it is. And, you know, they pass it on to generation, generation to generation. You know, I was talking to someone and we're talking mm-hmm. about something entirely different. And the person was like, why do people say, I can't marry from this particular tribe? Sorry, I'm digressing, but I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, some, some of our parents don't even have reasons why they don't want their kids to marry from a particular place. Mm-hmm. My parents said, if you marry from so-so-so place, they are stingy. 
they are wicked, they eat people. They don't have their own um, understanding as to why this thing is what it is. So it's the same thing with sex. You don't understand how God sees it. And you're a Christian, you need to understand from the perspective of God. And one thing that just came to my mind was, you know, in Genesis, after God created Eve from Adam, you know, and he woke up from his sleep and he saw her and he said, this is um, um, the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. And the Bible says that, therefore a man shall leave the father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall be joined together and they shall become one flesh. So now that, that, um, that, that sentence, some people say that's marriage, yes, but some people say it's even deeper than just the church joining, where they join you as husband and wife. Some some preachers say that that part is where you cleave with your husband and your wife in the place of sexual intimacy. And the next verse says they were both naked and they were not ashamed. We are talking about this was before sin even came into place. But when you have sex, you don't wear your clothes to have sex, especially right. if you're a married couple. Maybe except you're doing other stuff. But if you're really having sex, you're not wearing clothes. Like if we're taking it in literal terms and we want to be all sexual about it. They were having sex. So God in the garden of it there, no, they did not go and hide country. <laughs> in Eden, they were having sex. So right. for me, and you know, God would just be there watching them and like, oh my children. <laughs> because I'm trying to picture the scenario. So it is when it is wrong that you are hiding from God, you are trying to do yeah. things he wants mm. you to do it, he wants you to do it in the of marriage so it, it's what we're preaching some people might say this is a cake some people might say this is a bag it's old school but really you know as we just really get deep into this podcast you understand why we're we're really clamoring for you to understand yeah. that it's just the beauty of it because for us as children of god we don't want to do things that god is not in it so basically mm. father in heaven is sitting down to watch you have sex and he's excited why not just do it that way if you're really mm. really keen basically. so god really for me also is not against sex because he created it he created it he is not against sex so if you are having sex with your husband or your wife know that god is there sitting and watching and saying i'm proud of you i'm proud you know you know so many things it will be able to even give inspirations to even do this thing there so i really believe so um so one said something about um you know the context of marriage and everything and so that that brings me to the question when is sex a sin so you know when is sex a sin when is it actually a sin we know this is a gift from god so when does a gift from god becomes a sin that's 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 when is sex a sin sex when is sex a sin when is sex a sin sex is a sin when it is done outside the confines that God puts it in. You know, from that I've learned and, you know, things that I've listened to, preachers I've listened to, God wants us to practice safe sex. And safe sex is not sex with a condom or sex with contraceptives or whatever. Mm-hmm. For safe sex to God is sex that is... The Bible says okay. that... Um, um, 
to all and marriage bed on the child. On the so child. For, for that, yeah. And you know, so for picking words from safe, sacred, A for anointed, because mm. his hand is whatever mm. is anointed. So for for um, F, he wanted to be faithful. He wanted to be faithful, one partner, one person for an entire time. That's what God wants. Not multiple people jumping here to there like a bouncing baby girl or a bouncing baby boy. And they're bouncing here and there. God wants you to be faithful to one person. So that's what safe. And then the last one is he wants it to be exclusive. When something is exclusive, it's just to one person. So you are faithful to that one person. It's exclusive to that one person. So God yeah. wants exclusive safe sex so when sex is the thing is when it's done outside the confines of god you're trying to hide from people you don't want people to know that you're when people get married really you know one, one thing i used to think when i see married couples like maybe they've been married for a month and i'm like hey so if you're already having sex like really? <laughs> I come to think of it actually I'm like hey so this one is already doing it ah my life <laughs> you know, oh, I actually yeah. have that thing. I don't know if you if you have that so <laughs> you have to yeah I, I really really do so really for me sex outside the confines yeah, of yeah I actually agree with you on that actually because you even quoted the bible verse and I was going to quote. So the Bible says that the bed undefiled. So if yeah. you are defiling your bed before time, is that not a sin? It's a sin. So sex becomes a sin outside of marriage, outside the context of marriage. In fact, aside um, uh, the fact that one is likely to get exposed to pregnancy, STDs. Yeah. Uh, um, what are those things? You know, all those all those diseases that have big, big names and all. See, sex sex outside marriage will lead to so many things: emotional distress and um, it, it's it's you don't want to go down there. It's draining. So why should you even go 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 into something that you know that you would you won't feel healthy in every aspect of your life? If you go if you go into it. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it leads to a lot. It leads to distrust. And I'm talking about sex outside marriage now. Which yeah. is a sin. It leads to distrust, regret, emptiness. Basically, because sex is connecting two people in... See, it connects two people in one body. So it mm. connects you in body and in spirit. So imagine the person you're having sex with and this is outside marriage, though. Please, though. let's 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 keep in keep that in quotes. Outside marriage, you're having sex with that person, and you know the person leaves you, or the person you caught person with someone else. Before you know it, you're already thinking, um, posting different outbreak stuff. You you find yourself now um having appetite to eat, and you know so many things. You find yourself um doing bad in your um academics or every other area of your life. So I believe that. Uh, young adults shouldn't go through this. Like, you shouldn't even go dive into something you know you cannot undo, basically. Sin, sin, sin is draining. Sin is draining. Why should you chuck your hand? Like, sorry to say. <laughs> and you know, you know the funny thing about this? Because for some young people, it's now, it doesn't really mean anything. Anything. Right. Has become so casual that it doesn't really mean anything. Now, That's for some people... Word. They started well, yeah. off, this is the person that I like, so let me give him sex, let me give her sex. 
and then maybe the person breaks your heart or you suddenly spiral down you just go downhill and then if god doesn't even know let me not use the word if god doesn't even if you really do not run back to god and you just feel like you know what my heart is so broken so people because of heartbreak they're like me i'm just going to continue to sleep with any girl i'm just going to you keep going downhill you keep going downhill or you are totally lost in that darkness you know you know i just remember something i told my brother that forced to on the importance of sex you know when when what's the place where god sees you as joined that's where you get to cleave spiritually you cleave emotionally you cleave mentally to this person we're not even going to go into the all the we'll discuss that in another podcast i think but you know my brother was one day and he said why is it that when people have sex when they are not married they get pregnant i'm like (laughs) <laughs> what reward of having sex do you think is a bed? It's, it's pregnant. So when you when you have sex, literally to God, you are telling God, this is my husband. We are joined together. So give us the fruit of our labor. So child, mm. so to mm. God, you have sex with a person. You yourself. So imagine, imagine the trauma you have to go through when you don't get married to that person, and then you keep sleeping with different people, and to God you are joining yourself to those people. So imagine how many people. That is that's going to be a discussion for another day. But you see, when God tells us to stay away from sin, it's about Him and about Him, because when God says that flee sexual immorality, it is God saying, "I want." But if you look at it really deep, sis, bro, first of all, about you, because you're saving yourself from a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of soul ties, a lot of diseases, a lot of stuff. So when God says, do not commit sin, sis, it is about you. It is about you, bro. Young lady, young guy. It is about saving yourself from the destruction that is going to bring upon you. So why put yourself through so much trauma? Through much stress. When you can just keep yourself and just save yourself all of that drama. When you're married, you know that you don't have that problem. I know for some people, it doesn't change their mind. They're going to still be like, I beg, I don't care. I'm still going to have anyway. Well, bro, well, sis. I really wish you see the light and understand that it's not just about the activity, but it's about what goes on around the activity. For some people, they are like, eh, I don't please, I didn't die. I didn't get struck dead because I had sex before. I don't see any demons lurking around me. <laughs> if you see this in the light of a believer, come into God, you come into a relationship with God, and you begin to understand some things. Like, I mean, not just church relationship now, I mean a real relationship with Jesus. You would understand that sex is not just what it seems. It's a whole lot tied to it. And you will not just want to do, you not just want to do anyhow. Let me leave it at that. So really, it's just a whole lot that to understand. It's not just sex in the content of sexual activity. It is you. See, when you when you come into a relationship with God, you will see things with a different from a different perspective. Yeah. 
you understand that it's not just i don't want to get pregnant because if you do that you can use a condom you can use <laughs> it's not just about that it is about protecting yourself protecting your heart and then pleasing god this is the ultimate reason why we're living as believers <laughs> now we are for today so when oh. does god want us to have sex when does god want us to have sex what did you say i said it's simple when you're married when you are married sex is simply for the glory of god and you know for the comfort of mankind of course so why does god want us to have sex he wants us to have sex in marriage have sex in marriage marriage is for sex and sex is for marriage so we have to save sex for marriage. I think that's that's if you read uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 to 5, which we've quoted earlier, it says that the man and the woman will come together and uh, they shall cleave. So sex is in marriage, basically. I actually wanted to point out something before. Okay, yeah, sex is good, and you know, singleness is good, celibacy is good, and all these things are actually gifts given to us from God and you know to glorify him. Yes, yeah, sex is also for procreation. We mentioned that earlier. And uh, outside marriage, just as a nugget, sex outside marriage is considered a sin. You know, in the Bible, it's about intimate friendship. Friendship with your husband, not your, your friends. Your, your friends. Okay. So, you know, so when I actually wanted to mention something, do you know there are actually people in the Bible that didn't have sex? Even though I, I have not read my Bible from quality to quality, you get Jesus. <laughs> Jesus didn't even have a girlfriend. I mean, I don't even know. Papa <laughs> was, was just cross direct. with purpose. Even even though ladies were tripping for him. Uh-uh. I don't know. Me, I just feel like some ladies were tripping for him. Or maybe uh, Mary, Madeline, and Kobe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I know they but so sure, sure, handsome young man. Yeah, so I actually wanted to even mention, even though some people might actually come and maybe enter my DM later and come and uh, query me for it. Do you know you can actually survive without sex? So some people, God has even made them to not have sex. God has, God has, God has actually told them that, okay, well, your life is for me, your body, your spirit, your soul, everything is for me. You are not to get married. Go to the seminary and do what? Devote your life to, to me. I know that some of us cannot do it because, in fact, majority of us are anticipating sex. Hey, I must do this thing. I usually say something that Jesus should not come now because me, I must do this thing before it comes. Me, I must taste that thing that everybody tastes. You know. So basically, there are actually some people that 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 not have sex in the Bible, and you know, uh, not having sex doesn't make you less of of a human or it doesn't make you less spiritual or possible or anything but we're just saying that all these things should should be in whatever we're doing you should do it according to god's view and let our lives please god i'm not sure jesus never had sex. jesus never had sex. that we know of. 
to mention it. Jeremiah, John the Baptist, Elijah. I'm not the Paul. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you know, I'm just basically oh, I did it back. Even Apostle Paul that was saying you are not like me now, you know the way Paul was just bold and used to say that ah, I wish mm. you were like me that can be alone and all those things. At least for the better part of his life, at least Paul was not married. I don't know if maybe when he was maybe he was carrying babes up and down when he was persecuting Christians. In fact, the only one who mentioned something like uh, I was somebody that was persecuting Christians. We I believe even remember to have sex. <laughs> So I don't know. So basically, just natural thing, and that God has given to us, and we should cherish it, and you know, use it for God's glory. Let us glorify God. This is basically for God's glory. For God's glory. Oh, do you have anything to say? Yeah. So before we round up, um, I wanted to just let you know that whoever is listening to this, that sex. Sorry, not sex. Marriage is the exclusive preserve of God for you. That word is constantly used by my mentor. And he says that, see, marriage is the exclusive preserve of God. And that's mm. the truth. Exclusive preserve of God. It's what preserves your spirit, your soul, your body. You know that you're not sharing with anybody else. And it's just that one person. And truth is, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't change the fact that God loves you. And he desires that, you know, you enjoy sex in the comfort of marriage. Because for him, sex is fellowship. Sex is intimacy between God's children. And, you know, everything beautiful that God the devil just wants to pervert it. And this is what the devil really wants to do with sex that, you know, God made. So for me, this is a foundation to the things that we're going to be talking about consistently in this podcast. As you know, we trust God to help us. Yeah, so please anticipate and make sure you don't miss any episode. Please try to share your friends. Yeah, don't be selfish about this. Don't keep this to yourself alone. Spread the gospel, please. Share to your friends. Invite your friends to join the podcast. You know, people should write everything. Not that you write up. Yeah, and I think another thing we can also maybe make this interactive is that um in the description maybe we'll put our email yours or mine so that people yeah. can share their um views and opinions you know or yes, what you and want if you have questions too you yeah. can drop for us if you have if you have gist for us you can you know gist us about what you've gone through and you know how you overcame or are you practicing celibacy are you waiting on marriage and you know those things. So we've come to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for waking so up to take time to listen to us. And it was so great. We love you guys so much. We care about you yeah, guys. Love you. Don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget to. So this podcast, we'll be sharing this podcast every week. And, you know, just anticipate because we'll be feeding you guys with, you know, some shows new. I, I, I don't want to, but we understand. As you can see yeah. that we are all dead. As you guys you guys saw the way to the one was just dropping today and you know I don't want to talk too much. Bye. 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 Bye.